Hello, and welcome back to We Are the Weirdos, Mister, the podcast for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I'm your host, Hilary Michelle Post, and joining me today is the always lovely Julie. How are you doing today, Julie? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. So today we will be talking about the 1999 horror remake, House on Haunted Hill. I'm just in the mood to do something spooky. I hadn't, I had a lot of fun when we did our Conjuring episode, so I decided it was time for another spooky episode. Um, what are your feelings on this movie, Julie? I love this movie so much. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's one that always scared the shit out of me, and there's no good reason for it to, other <laughs> than I saw it in 1999 when I was, like, what, 11? Same. So, I mean, for 1999, yeah, that shit's scary. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was the first, it was probably the first horror film I saw in a theater that actually scared me. It might have been the first horror film I saw in a theater, period. Oh, I'm sure I didn't see it in the theater. I probably didn't see it till the year 2000, so it was probably 12, but still. I had just never seen anything like it up to that point, I feel like. Like, I'd seen slasher films, mm-hmm. and they never really scared me much, and I'd seen other ghost movies that were more, like, slow and somber and atmospheric, but this one was like the first paranormal horror film I had ever seen that was like fast and visceral and it just spooked the hell out of me. So let me give a little backstory on this film before we dive into it. Um, The original House on Haunted Hill came out in 1959 starring Vincent Price and directed by William Castle. Have you ever seen the original? Yes, I have. Actually, I think I watched like the Rift Tracks version recently. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just the skeleton coming out of the acid pit in the basement is so great. So great that like the scary old uh, woman on a, a skateboard that they just kind of like wheel out of the room. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William Castle was an infamous film director known for the gimmicks he'd use in theaters. For instance, there was a scene in, in the original haunted house, house on haunted hill, rather. With the skeleton that that Julie just mentioned. And when that scene happened in theaters, they'd fly a skeleton on a wire over the audience. Oh my god, that would have scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Or like for his film, The Tingler, a movie about a creature that climbed up your spine. He wired to vibrate as if the tingler was attacking you. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, I know. I love this too. This is an excerpt from a um, bio written about William Castle that um, John Waters wrote about the Coward's Corner. (laughs) William Castle simply went nuts. He came up with Coward's Corner, a yellow cardboard booth manned by a bewildered theater employee in the lobby. When the fright break was announced and you <laughs> and you found that you couldn't take it anymore, you had to leave your seats and, in front of the entire audience, follow yellow footsteps up the aisle, bathed in a yellow light. Before you reached Coward's Corner, you crossed yellow lines with a, se- with a stenciled message, Cowards Keep Walking. You passed a nurse who would offer a blood pressure test. All the while, a recorder- recording was blaring, Watch the chicken! Watch him shiver in Coward's Corner! As the audience howled, you had to go through one final indignity. At Coward's Corner, you were forced to sign a yellow card stating, I am a bona fide coward. (laughs) William Castle was insane. (laughs) Respect the drip, Karen. (laughs) One of his movies, um, he passed out vouchers, $1,000 vouchers for life insurance. So that if you died of fright, you would get an insurance claim. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like he was a lunatic. <laughs> um, so nineteen ninety nine, Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis, and Gilbert Adler um, formed the production company Dark Castle Entertainment, named after William Castle, with the original intent being to remake all of Castle's cult classic horror films. However, the company only made two Castle remakes: House on Haunted Hill and Thirteen Ghosts. 
before moving on to non-castle horror films and later producing films of other genres. And House on Yeah, House on Haunted Hill was their first venture. Um, they made they made do a thirteen ghosts episode. Maybe someday. Hell yeah. I love that one too. I do too, but it's basically the same movie. You're right. But yeah, but it's got like I just didn't rewatch it because it's got titties. (laughs) This movie has titties? No. Not as good. <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts does have Matthew Lillard, who is a national treasure. Precisely. And Tony uh, Shalhoub. Yeah. And they made... They're the production company that made Ghost Ship and the House of Wax remake. I love Ghost Ship. I have mixed feelings on Ghost Ship. I think I've talked about, I've talked about that on this podcast before, that Ghost Ship has the scariest first scene, the most upsetting first scene of a movie I've ever seen. Oh, with the wire? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that shit, man. First time I saw that, that messed me up. <laughs> fair. Oh, fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I remember avoiding seeing 13 Ghosts for years when it oh, came really? out. Because when I was little, I was so afraid of this movie and I knew it was made by the same people and it looked so similar that I was like, nope. (laughs) Miss Honey's in that movie. Is she? She is. She's like the, she's the, she's the person that comes to help them that actually is the villain. Oh, I think Miss Honey. I think, I don't know. I could be misremembering. You know me. I do this all the time. It's been a minute since I've watched it at least a couple years. So I don't remember. I have to go check myself, <laughs> or I'll wreck myself. Anyway, so, anyway, let's dive into House on Haunted Hill. So, the film opens in 1931 with a shot of the titular House on Haunted Hill, but it's not actually a house at this point. It's an asylum, the Vanicott Psychiatric Institute for the Criminally Insane. And we see it get overthrown by the patients and set on fire. And we see a vintage newsreel report on the fire. And we learn that everyone inside died except for five lone survivors. It then transitions to a modern television show, Terrifying But True, reporting that the doctor, Richard Benjamin Vanicott, was actually a mass murderer who tortured and killed his patients. The old hospital has been restored, but still sits vacant because of rumors that Vanikit and his victims still haunt the building. Uh, watching this TV show is Famke Jensen playing Evelyn Stockard Price, drinking a Bloody Mary in a bubble bath. I love me some Famke Jensen. I think she is so hot. She is so hot. Like, oh my. Just. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She. Calls her husband, Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush, who cuts the phone call short because he is at work, the grand opening of one of his amusement parks. He is being interviewed by a reporter, played by Lisa Loeb, weirdly yeah. enough. Yeah. And her cameraman, played by James Marsters, also very weird. Well, it wasn't weird. For, it would have been weird for 1999. It just feels weird now. You know what I mean? Like, James Marsters, like, what? How had Buffy been on yet? Yeah, Buffy had been on for two years at that point. Oh, well, bit part. It's very strange. Anyway. Um, well, I don't even remember how long it takes for Spike to become, like, a regular character on Buffy, so I don't remember. He could have been a nobody oh. still. You know, I never liked that show. I know, because the vampires are ugly. Yeah, I know. I'm not it's wrong. A fair, it's a fair criticism, but it's like... They're not the only thing she fights. It's like a monster of the week type show. It's a different thing every week. Yeah. If it was all the time, it would get old, but there's a bunch of other fun stuff. Um, plus lesbians. Um, <laughs> so they board the new roller coaster, Terror Incognito. Can you tell us a little about, bit about the this roller coaster? I don't know how this would work. Um, because is there not like a part where like the tracks are fucked up and like mm-hmm. an entire 
cart like goes <laughs> off of the track. How would yeah. you how would you catch that? How would you it it doesn't make any goddamn sense, but that's why it's a movie. It doesn't have to. But <laughs> I was like I'm like, I don't think I would get on that. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure like because they do the fake out with the elevator at the beginning of it. Yeah. I think even after that fake out, I'd be like, you know what? No, fuck you guys. I'm not getting on. <laughs> no, thank you. They look like they have a lot of fun, though. And it does make me want to go ride roller coasters. It's been a while. Nothing on this planet could get me to ride a roller coaster. Ever. Yeah. If I die, I die. <laughs> I just feel like it's just it's just such a stupid way to die, and it's like not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a stupid way. I'm going to, it's be something worth it. My student loans. <laughs> God. <laughs> um. So Stephen calls Evelyn back, and she tells him that she wants to throw her birthday party at Haunted Hill, and that she made a guest list. Um. Stephen shreds her guest list and fills out a Word document on his computer of a new guest list. But when he gets called away, we see the computer mysteriously delete the names off the guest list and replace them with different people. We see that these four people have received invitations that say whoever can survive a night at the house on Haunted Hill will receive $1 million. There's film producer Jennifer Jensen, uh, played by Ali Larder. Um, former pro baseball player Eddie Baker, played by Tay Diggs. Former television personality Melissa Marr, played by Bridget Wilson Sampras. And Donald Blackburn, a physician, played by Mr. Eyebrows himself, Peter Gallagher. What do I have eyebrows? <laughs> uh, they all ride to the mansion in individual hearses but are met at the gate by the man who actually owns the property, Watson Pritchett, played by Chris Kattan. Uh, Pritchett makes everyone get out of their cars and walk the rest of the way up the hill. And he's very on edge. He clearly does not want to be there. Um, right. <laughs> I love his character through the whole like first part of this movie, the, the, where he's just constantly like, okay, give me my money. I want to leave now. Thank you. Yeah. I... I love Chris Kattan in this part, and here's why. I love, because at, at this point, the only thing I've ever seen Chris Kattan in been Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. So, like, I love seeing comedic actors in serious roles. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not that this is, like, serious, serious, but it's definitely not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, he's not, like, the funny guy either. He's just, right. like, kind of like a normal person. Right. Um, and I love that for him. Yeah. So, they get to the house, and they comment on the skylight that has bizarre stained glass that look like twisted demonic faces. And Melissa has a camcorder and is filming everything in hopes of catching something creepy on tape to use to get herself back onto television. And all the guests seem familiar with the house's reputation and make comments on how it's supposedly being haunted. Um, Evelyn arrives and is like, who the fuck are you people? And suddenly the skylight shatters and rains glass down on everyone. And Eddie runs and tackles Evelyn out of the way. And they narrowly miss getting impaled by a huge shard of glass. And she shrugs Eddie off of her and says, get off of me, pervert. And Stephen comes downstairs and says, congratulations. I don't think Evelyn has ever said those words to anything with testicles, ever. <laughs> and Evelyn goes, very funny, Stephen. Have you? Then Evelyn accuses Stephen of being behind her near-fatal accident with the glass, but Stephen's like, it wasn't me, it was the house. Evelyn and Stephen go upstairs to talk and leave the guests in the salon. Then we see that Stephen has rigged the whole house with security cameras and has a guy stationed in a little room watching the feeds. The prices get to their room, and we establish that they don't know any of the guests and don't know how they were invited. And Stephen accuses Evelyn of hacking his computer, and she denies it. And he's like, well, then, who was it? Ghosts? But it turns out, spoiler alert, it was totally ghosts. Um, we also discover that Evelyn has a history of trying to kill Stephen. <laughs> Quote, all accidents until proven otherwise. 
and Stephen accuses Evelyn of fucking everyone in their area code. She gets another gay jab in, asking, what part of the, that turns you on more? The thought of me with other men or just the other men? <laughs> she she says she's going to run scalding water over all the places Stephen just touched her, then call a cab. And Stephen goes back downstairs to the guests and Pritchett demands that Stephen give him his money so he can leave. He pulls out a check to sign for Pritchett as well as the other checks for a million dollars each to be given to whomever not only stays the entire night, but also survives. You die, you lose, and your money will be divided up amongst the winners. The guests all introduce themselves and Pritchett has a little meltdown. <laughs> He's like, give me my money now. I want it, so give it. And just throws a complete little tantrum. So Stephen is like, okay, whatever, and finally gives him his check. But before he can leave, metal plates descend down over the doors and windows, making it impossible for anyone to get out. What, what the fuck would you do if that happened to you? I, I would hunker down, grab a bottle, and pray for daylight. Yeah. I, I found myself asking quite a few times, like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you go in the basement? Just fucking sit there. Just, just sit, sit there. there. Just, just sit there. there. What, what, could, what could possibly happen if you just sit there? Exactly. Like, I mean, the house already broke the... Someone broke the glass, so I suppose that could happen at some point. But, well... I'd sit under a table. <laughs> right? Like, go find a bedroom. Stay there. Yeah. Oh, no. I've seen the haunting. No. Common areas. <laughs> I love how people confused those two movies so much in the 90s. Well, early 2000s. The Haunted God. Do they come out in the same year? I feel like they did. I want to say they did. Hold on. Hold on. I got, I got, I got the Google machine right here. <laughs> I just watched The Haunting recently, too. It's so good. Yeah, me too. Not scary at all, but so good. No, but... I mean, I think it was scary to me when I was a kid. July 23, 1999. And this came out in, like, October. So, yeah. Um, doesn't Owen Wilson get, like, decapitated in that movie? He does. He does. Wow. He does. I can't do a... I can't do a Owen Wilson wow. Wow. Hey, 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 what's... <laughs> What's Owen Wilson's favorite MMORPG? What? Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I just um, heard that one the other day and it made me, I saw it on TikTok and it made me laugh so freaking hard. To, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, also, let's talk about how, okay, so all the little plates come down, and then, like, is that when he reveals that, like, the coffin with the fucking guns in it? Um, pretty soon after that. So, like, what the fuck? Well, it's so theatrical, like, the giant coffin with the little coffin inside. Um, which, honestly, that's my mood for my 40th birthday party. Are you just going to pass out guns? <laughs> yes. I meant having a casket full of floating little caskets. Damn. <laughs> what are you going to have in your little casket? Candy. Candy? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, my God. Dips. It's going to be it's gonna be the snack table. It's going to be dips. Like cheese ball, spinach dip, chicken dip. But the tofu kind, so my friends who don't consume meat can... Uh, partake. Thanks. Have you ever had it? What? Like the tofu buffalo chicken dip? Uh-uh. Well, no, yes, I have. I think uh, um, Kelsey and Levi's made it for me once. Yes, it's so good. I can't yeah. stop thinking about it. <laughs> How weird, speaking of the funks, our friends were, like, in GQ. Right? Isn't that wild? Weird is that? 
like, I, I, I recently dog sat for a woman who I didn't even know why she was going to LA. I just knew she was going to see Elijah. I thought it was just for a visit. No, it turns out that Elijah who makes like, um, he makes t-shirts for like the Grateful Dead and John Mayer, but they did a gallery show and, uh, like that's what is, that's what the lady I was dog Nadine, she was, that's what she was doing out in LA. They went to the opening of this gallery and then. I don't know. They just showed up in GQ. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, she belongs there. She's the the best woman. I. She's so great. She has like she feeds squirrels. Like, <laughs> isn't that all the cutest thing you ever heard? Like, she is adorable. She's so cute. Her whole house is adorable, and I. She has closed off the scary clown room, so I didn't have to look at one of them. <laughs> she's got a clown room. This woman has a clown tattoo. She's. In, oh, I love her. <laughs> she's like, like a sad clown oh my god speaking can I make a really bad uh, clown joke because I saw this tweet this morning and it's made me laugh all day Yes. it said oh, oh the whole uh, Pagliacci the clown thing it's just Cirque de Soleil I don't like, get it um, like, de, like de Soleil is like sorry in French oh got it yeah I don't know. That was really, really funny. It's <laughs> funny. That, that might be one of those jokes that's better written down. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It was really funny, though. Oh, hi, kitty. Sorry, my cat came to visit. All right. Oh, so, where were we? House on Holland Hill. House on Holland Hill. Um, Evelyn comes back downstairs and accuses Stephen of purposely locking them in, but he denies it. Um, Eddie and Jennifer volunteer to go down to the basement to try and find the controls to reverse the lockdown. Which, Literally why? Why would you even? Um, before they go, that's when Stephen offers everyone a gun. <laughs> Eddie takes one and he, Jennifer, and Pritchett head to the basement. And the basement has was never remodeled like the rest of the house was. Mm-hmm. So it still looks like it did when it was an asylum and is super spooky. One of my big things about this is like the whole building everyone died in a fire but nothing about the basement looks like it was burnt yeah whatever magic spooky well i mean it's possible that like the fire didn't reach that far i guess like it could have been put out before that um yeah, maybe I don't, I don't know, but like that's that's possible, I suppose. It's possible, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, because the whole foundation of the building wasn't destroyed. That's true. I mean, it is carved into the side of a fucking mountain, but still, <laughs> or a cliff, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, that's possible. That's true. Because none of the documents or anything like that in Vanikit's office are damaged either. Right. So. Or the equipment. Speaking of Cirque du Soleil, I was actually, I thought of a um, a joke by Patton Oswalt when mm-hmm. I was watching the movie. Because at one point, like, Evelyn's walking around barefoot and, like, everything's just kind of wet. And I was just, I thought <laughs> Patton Oswalt's driving Cirque du Soleil. He's like, everything is gay and wet and French and on fire. <laughs> This film feels like that. Yeah. Maybe not French, but... True. I don't know. His little John Waters mustache is kind of French. Oh, well, he really looks like Vincent Price in this, by the way. There were some times where I'm like, wow, Jerry Rush really looks like Vincent Price. He really does. Um, So I I assumed that the mustache was kind of a... was obviously a Vincent Price homage. It um, actually was supposed to be a John Waters homage, but they were like, hey, you look like Vincent Price. And he's like, oh, neat. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> buffed out in the end. Yep. <laughs> so, down in the basement, there are glass cases with petrified human remains lining the first hallway. And, and, and yeah, and for why. Um, old equipment and gurneys and shit everywhere. And um, a part of the ceiling crumbles and almost lands on Jennifer. But Eddie grabs her and pulls her out of the way. And they push Pritchett in front of them and make him lead the way to the controls. Which don't even exist. I don't know why Pritchett even suggested that that was a thing. Because there are no controls to control the doors down there. 
Meanwhile, Steven is checking in with the guy in the surveillance room, and he compliments the guy on the lockdown trick, but he had nothing to do with it. So Steven assumes Evelyn had something to do with it. It's an ongoing theme in this movie of Steven and Evelyn just assuming that one or the other did whatever creepy stuff is happening. Steve and Eve. <laughs> Steven makes his way to the basement and joins Jennifer, Eddie, and Pritchett. And they pass an archway that's been partially bricked up. Um, a room where electric shock therapy used to be administered. And then they stumble upon the old saturation chamber. That that's bullshit. That whole thing. Like what? Why? <laughs> I just we'll get to the saturation chamber later. <laughs> I like the saturation chamber. I think I well yeah, okay, we'll get to it later because I have a, I have a few things to say about that. Not a few things, just a thing. <laughs> Go ahead. So Pritchett explains that Vanicate used it to treat schizophrenia. He said, what would drive a sane man mad would turn a a madman sane, in theory. Um, Jennifer and Eddie get separated from Pritchett and Steven. When Jennifer manages to rewire the basement lights, Eddie... Okay, let's talk about that for a second. First off, why the fuck are flickering lights so scary? I don't know. (laughs) They're scary. No, It doesn't matter where they are. It it doesn't matter. They're fucking scary. Like, the other night, just a little... uh, anecdote for my life i had to go to the bank to drop the money off after work the other night and one of the lights at the bank just flickers and i'm gonna tell you i was in my car locked safe and yet terrified, <laughs> terrified. <laughs> terrified. also i how did you <sighs> Allie larder is really hot when she's like crossing wires Speaking of Adley Lauder being hot, can I just say this just might be like facial blindness or just me thinking that all white people look the same? Mm -hmm. But like Adley Lauder, Famke Jensen, and Bridget, um, what's her nuts? They all look exactly the same to me. They look too much alike to all be in the same movie. Like, if it weren't for the fact that Famke has brown hair, they would all look identical. Yeah, the other girl really, the other girl and Allie Larder really do look alike. Although Allie Larder's got, I thought, I just like I think if I thought her face was a lot rounder, but I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I can tell that they're different people. That's not like that's not a problem for me, but I get what you're saying. Anyway, um, yeah, Allie Larder crossing wires. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so Eddie accuses her of lying about her identity, saying she's too young and smart to be a studio VP. And she finally admits that her name is actually Sarah, and she used to be the real Jennifer Jensen's assistant. So Eddie and Sarah manage to get separated, too. But Sarah follows who she thinks is Eddie into a room with a huge vat of blood. And when the specter for what? Why is that there? Why is that there? Why is that there? How is that there? What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes no sense. It, it and this is where I have to say that I simply would have kept my ass put in the room upstairs with lights. I was like, I would never go lurking in in this particular scary ass base, building or basement. Like I almost said, I would never go like exploring in a scary ass building that's simply not true this particular <laughs> building absolutely not but other scary buildings maybe yeah you know if i wasn't like locked in like i was and mm-hmm. and like surrounded by strangers that could kill me if it was just like hey do you want to check out this place i'd be like fuck yeah and i'd go in the basement but like under these circumstances hell no were you also, with us the one time we went to the ridges when I, like, made everybody leave because I found a floor that was caved in and I was like, we have to fucking leave? No, I wasn't there. One time I was at the ridges before they tore it down um, in the TV ward. I must have been with, like, Kelsey and Abby and them. Um, but we went in and we were exploring. And, I mean, this was before I even had – this was pre-iPhone. 
like pre-iPhones. Like I had a fucking Nokia brick phone when we were there. <laughs> um, but I remember we were like looking around and stuff and I walked into a room and I realized the floor was fucking caved in. And I was like, um, I think we have to go. <laughs> I was like, we don't, I was like, it's not safe for us to be here. <laughs> and I made everybody leave because I was like, it's all safe. That was fun. I'm sad that people don't get to do that anymore. Yeah. I wonder if um, the school of theater still uses the building up there for props because that building is mm-hmm. terrible. I don't think any of those buildings would be scary. Yeah. Even outside those buildings are scary. Yeah. Like even with all the lights on. Again, if the lights were flickering, count me out. <laughs> so th- we have this big vat of blood that makes no sense of mm-hmm. what. And this specter, pretending to be Eddie, dives into the vat, and Sarah tries to rescue him. Which, sorry, Tay Diggs, I just met you. I don't think I'm going to be jumping into a vat of blood to save you. Sorry. Yep. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Drown. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. But the real, the real Eddie finds her, and they go back upstairs. And they accuse Stephen of the blood stunts, which he denies. Um, Pritchett insists it was the house, and that it'll only get worse from there. He explains that there is a darkness, a rotten core of the house that contains all the evil. And Stephen suggests that they all stick together. And Evelyn points out that Melissa is gone. Yeah, it was funny because it was the same time I literally wrote in my nights, where's the other bitch? Oh, there she is with her old ass camcorder. <laughs> there she was with her old ass camcorder descending into the basement like a mess and for, for what for why because she has to find something creepy so that she can get back on TV mm-hmm. and she finds an old exam room and when she looks at the room through the viewfinder of the camera she can see the spirit of Dr. Vandekut and his staff torturing a man on the exam table. And she stares at them until they all turn and look at her. And then she sees a ghost behind her that attacks her. And this is like the first actual scary thing that happens in the movie, and I clocked it. It doesn't happen until like 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> I complained about that the other night when I was watching it. I text Julie. I'm just like, this movie goes a whole halfway through before anything fucking scary happens. Um, mm-hmm. But this was pretty scary for when I was little. That fucking oh, yeah. good. Ugh. And it attacks her and the other guests can hear her screams echo throughout the entire house. And everyone but Pritchett and Evelyn head back to the basement. Pritchett um, talking about Melissa says uh, she's dead. <laughs> she was cute, too. God, I'd love to get laid before I died. Then he looks at Evelyn and goes, how you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> she just gives him a withering look, and he's like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> um, the group downstairs find Melissa's camera in a trail of blood that leads up the wall and stops in the corner of the ceiling, suggesting that Melissa was sucked into the house itself. Back upstairs in the salon, Sarah gets Melissa's camera to work, showing the last footage recorded was of Melissa's body, or Melissa's bloody hand being dragged out of frame. Evelyn, of course, accuses Stephen of being behind it, asking if Melissa is in on the act or did Stephen just straight up kill her. She says, who's next on your list? And he goes, if I had one, Evelyn, whom do you think? (laughs) Evelyn takes one of the guns and shoots right past Stephen's head and says she's going to spend the rest of the night in her room and she'll shoot anyone who bothers her. Which is strange. They never do explain that. Because at the beginning they said that the casings were welded shut. But Stephen says that he filled all the guns with blanks. But he but now all the guns have actual bullets in them. House. House. Oh no! It was no. It would have been um, her. Uh, well, it's oh yeah, her. Evelyn. It's yeah. Her, yeah. Oh, there is also a point where I just need to say there's a point uh, where Stephen yells, "She did it," 
And I just want to talk about how I have a chalkboard in my house that says she did it because it's about Carol Baskin. (laughs) And I thought it was funny because I was like, oh, she did it. (laughs) Oh, she totally did, by the way. 100%. (laughs) Husband, whack him. (laughs) Allegedly. 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 Um, so the whole we should stick together thing goes out the window pretty quickly. Yeah, and it turns into a montage. (laughs) So Eddie and Sarah go to look for a way out. Dr. Blackburn goes to look for Melissa. And Stephen goes back to the surveillance room. There he discovers his assistant has been murdered. The entire front of his skull has been ripped off, leaving a bloody cavernous hole where his face should be. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine finding that? Like, how fucked up would you be? Like, I. Okay. Stephen takes it surprisingly well. Very well. Way too well. (laughs) So, Stephen sees the ghost of Dr. Vandekut holding a bloody saw on the surveillance camera. He doesn't realize it's a ghost. He thinks it's a dude. So, he goes uh, running out of the room to try to find this person. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, all the lights in the house start to flicker. And you can hear the sound of electricity. And everyone converges in the basement and realize that the sound's coming from the electric shock therapy room. So they run in and find Evelyn strapped to the table being electrocuted. Now, here's the thing. When Stephen was up in the room, or up in the surveillance room, he saw yeah. Evelyn in the, on the camera in bed. How the fuck did she get down in that basement so fast? Um... <laughs> I don't know. It's possible that time could have passed. Or again, we honestly, like, it's probably a plot hole, but we can chalk it up to the house. Yeah, that's answered everything. House. The house. house. Yeah. Um, they find um, Evelyn strapped to the table being electrocuted. And they manage to off the power. But Dr. Blackburn checks her pulse and says she's dead. And Stephen accuses the other four of killing his wife and says he saw someone on the camera. But Pritchett can tell from the description that it was the ghost of Vandekut. He said, oh no, Vandekut. He was like, oh no, he's like, oh, Vandekut. He's like, oh, fuck. Again, again, why did we not just stay upstairs and wait to die? Because I I can't even say because white people, because Eddie is just as dumb as the rest of them. Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, so a fight breaks out, and the four overpower Stephen and put him in the saturation chamber. The others leave Blackburn to guard him, but Blackburn turns the cham- turns on the chamber and leaves. So, Julie, can you describe what Stephen sees in the chamber? <laughs> it- it's a man. Is it Vanekit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Vanekit with a basketball, and it's very weird. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like the one of those little, like, spinny tops where you see an image. So, like, something is spinning, and it's creating an image inside. And I, I, I think there's also supposed to be sound going on. But here's the thing about the saturation chamber, my friend. If that were happening to me, I would simply sit down and close my fucking eyes. Yeah, no shit. Right? Like, I was like, I don't understand why you're not just sitting down and closing your eyeballs. Yeah. Like, cover your ears. Yeah. Because, I mean, eventually he does get that, um, there are goggles up there, so in case of a psychotic break or something like that, I couldn't read it Mm -hmm. all. And he puts the goggles on and he, like, holds on for dear life, and I'm like, just fucking sit down. Mm -hmm. Like, just sit down. It's fine. Like, you'll be okay. I don't know. I, I mean, like, first off, I don't think those things are real, right? Uh, no. It's okay. Never so it's not real. I think those things are called zoetropes. Zoetropes? Zoetropes? Something like that? The spinny things with the... But yeah, they're usually little tiny toys. They're not huge rooms. Yeah, like, there's a toy of one in, um... The Conjuring? The first one? Mm-hmm. 
I think there's one in that, but again, like I said, or no, it's in the second one because that's what the um. Oh, oh it, Yeah, don't talk to me about him. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, it's getting dusk and I'm alone. I don't want to talk about it. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, what the fuck? Anyways, yeah, fucking sit down, and close your eyes. It's fine. So what else? Did you that's what about? I wanted to say earlier. Is like just fucking sit down, and close your eyes. <laughs> Um, he does have, oh shit, though he does have, like, a psychotic break, though. He starts to have, like, a, like, a vision or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the scary nurse is truly something. Yeah. And they do a lot of that, um, the really fast, jittery edit- editing. I call it the Jacob's Ladder editing. Because that's the first time mm-hmm. it was in Jacob's Ladder. Um, but I hate that shit. I hate it. I hate, like, the, the heads whipping back and forth real fast. Just, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This whole sequence, to me, was, like, the scariest part of the movie when I was little. Um, oh, no. I have, There's another part that scares me more. We'll get there. Like, he envisions that he's being, like, ridden around on a gurney by all these scary doctors and nurses. And then they, like, mm-hmm. head in plastic and barbed wire and put him in a tank. And yeah. he tears it all off and he sees like a naked woman in the tank and then her like fucking fake face disappears and just turns into like a big screaming mouth. No. Yeah. Nope. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You think she didn't have giant eyeballs or else you'd be fucking done. Oh, I would have been at, I would have left the theater. I would have gotten up. Uh, you know what I did? I was thinking about um seeing Sleepy Hollow in theater. Sleepy Hollow has fucking buggy eyes, and that scared the shit out of me. I remember seeing it in theaters, and, like, I think I, like, fell on the floor. It scared me so bad. I, like, hid behind my chair. <laughs> you ever talk about my favorite part of that movie? What? Sleepy Hollow? My favorite part of that movie is when Christopher Walken as the Hessian goes, shh. That's, like, my favorite part. <laughs> it's very small, but that's my favorite part of the movie. I know, gonna... it's weird. It's... We need to do that movie at some point as well. Uh, yes. I would, I would talk about that shit for days. <laughs> we got, Heather would be in on that one too. She loves that fucking dress. <laughs> there. Um, also, everyone is in that movie. Literally, everyone. Hey, daddy girl. Um. Oh, well, okay. Well, I'll tell you where we're at in this. Um, at the same time, Price is in the saturation chamber. Uh, Sarah, Eddie, and... Richard? Mm-hmm. Is he down there? They all go find Vanikit's office and decide to go inside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, Cash. We've both been visited by our cats. Um, yeah, oh no. It's Eddie and Sarah go into the office and then Pritchett finds them because he yells at the house and calls for a vengeful, stupid whore. And I <laughs> think that's really funny. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, um, they find a picture of the hospital's 1931. And they realize that all of the guests share last names with the five people who survived the fire. The house, mm-hmm. so essentially the house invited the descendants of the five survivors to this party. But the except only name, for. except for Blackburn, because... Blackburn wasn't invited by the house like everyone else. He was invited by Evelyn, who he was having an affair with. And we see Blackburn go back to Evelyn's body and revive her with an injection. At first, you don't realize okay. what's going on. He's just kind of like molesting her corpse. Yes, I was going to say that. His like wild ass necro fantasy. I'm like, buddy, no. It's like, <sighs> it's kind of gross. Yeah. But he injects her with something that wakes her up. Oh my god, Dottie, get out of my face! (laughs) (laughs) So they essentially faked Evelyn's death in order to frame Stephen in hopes that one of the other guests would kill him in self-defense. So then Stephen would be dead and she could have all the money. Evelyn worried that they don't have enough to frame Stephen, so she murders Blackburn and puts his decapitated head and body in the saturation chamber for the others to find. Did she have to cut his head off, though? Did she have to? Yeah, I don't know why that she why that was an extra little touch of hers. And how that you? Uh, 
they show I a can say with certainty that that scalpel was not enough to cut off a head. <laughs> they show a shot of, of, of a bloody table and a saw. She just um, wants to be, maybe she has something to say. Well, tough nugs. I'm about, about to yeet her into the sun. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, now she's scratching my bed because she's a bitch. Quit. Anyhow. Um, Honestly, so after- though, let's be real. Fonky Jansky could stab me any day. True. I mean, um, after finding Blackburn's body, Sarah follows ghostly voices down the hallway until she stumbles upon Stephen, who's covered in blood. And her- Did you notice like the her voice in that part though? Like she goes like real like childish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's a great choice. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um. But she fucking unloads her entire gun into Stephen's chest. And Eddie and uh, Pritchett lead Sarah back upstairs. And Evelyn comes Eddie's back out. Boy. Eddie is a good boy. He keeps calling her baby girl. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, Dicks could call me He's, baby girl. Yeah, his the way he comforts her is very sweet. Yeah. There's a tractor coming in the driveway, and that's the noise that you're hearing right now. <laughs> Um, what happens next? Okay, so Evelyn comes out and goes to Stephen's seemingly dead body to gloat. Um, but Stephen reveals that he is not dead. He was wearing a bulletproof vest and blood packs on his chest. I'm Stephen goddamn Price. <laughs> he and Evelyn tussle a little bit and he throws her through a dilapidated wall, unleashing the darkness. Honestly, though, straight people just get divorced. <laughs> For the love of God. Just get divorced. Because I have to tell you, Hillary, this is the scariest part of the movie to me. The really? fucking resentment crawlies. Like, that. And I'll be... I know. I know that the ghost in this, like, the, the house essence that comes out, I know that it looks bad. I understand that. But I was really sad I watched this in the dark because I was fucking scared. I was like, no, no, thank you. Like, oh, <laughs> that whole thing is just weird and creepy and I hate it. Thanks. Yeah, the way that like Evelyn kind of dissolves as it's absorbing her. Mm-mm. I mean, she deserved it. But yeah, no, fuck that. that no, thank you. <laughs> um Stephen stumbles backwards away from the dark mass and bumps into a display case, revealing Melissa's dismembered corpse. Remember her? That's where she went. Yep. In- into a cabinet. If you look really closely at the the big black mass, they made it out of a bunch of images of naked women. Oh. Yeah, so if you look closely, you can see them, but it's just like a bunch of overlays of naked women all into this big blob. You know, honestly it reminds me of like a Tool album cover. Oh yeah, totally. This whole movie Um, feels like a fucking Nine Inch Nails music video or some shit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Okay, so after like, okay, the mass is like coming out because they've released the evil of the house or whatever, and I just gotta say, like, then Price has the idea of going to the fucking attic, and Mm -hmm. it's like, why didn't you not have that idea first? Right. Like, quah la fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? I don't know. I was like, could you not have... I was like, please. But yeah, so now they're headed to the attic. Because what else the fuck else are they going to do? Yeah. Um, Because they can't get out otherwise. Pritchett gets killed by the darkness, too. And he gets absorbed. Um, Price tells Sarah and Eddie that the only way out is through the attic. Um, But the darkness follows them up there. And Price, yeah, also- like it's not there at first, but then you see like the resentment crawlies like coming through the floor, and I'm just like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And Price opens a window in the attic. Um, interesting. I didn't take notes for the last few minutes of the movie, 
because I was like mm -hmm. doing something else. So I'm just kind of like looking at the um, Wikipedia and seeing how they summarized it. And they mm -hmm. say that he then sacrifices himself. He does. He does. Does he? Yes, he does. Because I, I, I have a note that says it feels weird that Price sacrificed himself. Yeah, he, like, Sarah is headed towards the window and he yells, go. And he, like, pushes her out of the way and then gets, like, oh. sucked up by the thing. Yeah, it, he does sacrifice himself. It's weird. It feels weird. It doesn't make sense. I mean, that's nice of him, I guess. It was nice of him, but it did not make sense. Um, like, and, like, they're, like, it talks to him, I think, right before it grabs him. Mm. Like it's time to come home. Like it's time to come home, Stephen, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, like it does feel weird, and he does sacrifice himself. So yeah. Hmm. So um, Sarah manages to get out, but yes. the darkness closes the the gate and traps Eddie. But before it can uh, like eat Eddie, Eddie reveals that he is adopted and not a true descendant of the original staff. But also Pritchett is able to act, his ghost is able to act independently of the, of the mass. Mm -hmm. And like, and he pulls down the thing and allows Eddie to escape. Right. Which again, like, it's weird that he can act independently, but none of the rest of them can. Poor Pritchett. I mean, poor Pritchett, but like, thanks for being a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, hold on. When the mask mask when the mask hits Price, by the way, it like turns him to ash almost, and like he kind of explodes, and you see something flitter out, which goes to the next part. So both, so yeah, Eddie's able to scramble through the window, um, and it like slams shut, and the darkness gets sucked back down into the house. And Eddie and Sarah are stuck on the high, like the top of the house on Haunted Hill. And they look down at the window and there's like a piece of paper and they kind of wiggle it out from under the window. And guess what they find, Hillary? Guess what they find? What do they find, Julie? Five cashier's checks for a million dollars each signed by Stephen Price. Hell yeah. And they're cashier's checks, which I mean... For fuck's sake. Like, he didn't even make it out in their names. He made them out. Because I thought about that, too. Like, I was like, I didn't remember that part. Mm -hmm. And when Sarah was revealing that she wasn't Jennifer, I was like, how the fuck you cashing that check, bitch? And then it's a cashier's check. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you look really closely, all the checks have the same check number. That's hilarious. <laughs> the prop guy couldn't be fucking bothered. <laughs> he didn't think. He didn't think that... Hillary Post in the year of our Lord 2021 will look that close at <laughs> He said, Some bitch will look at this in like 20 years and then notice it. <laughs> also, you know, it was a man because a woman would never let that detail slide. It's true. That's how you know this movie was written by a white man, too, because Eddie's way too white. <laughs> at least he survives. God. True. I was adopted, which is probably <laughs> a, a piece of Tay Diggs's finest acting. <laughs> I love uh, that. Line. I, like I love this whole movie. I mean, even like the CGI on the ghost kind of sucks, but honestly, the rest of it's so fucking good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's it's good. It's spooky. It's funny. It's campy. Oh, Jeffrey, and then, oh God. how could we even forget like the best part of the movie? Because now they're stuck at the highest point on this house, and it's she's just like, "How do we get down?" Because honestly, how <laughs> the fuck are they getting down? They get down? <laughs> well, I thought about it. I was like putting too much thought into it, and I was like, "Well, maybe the ledge goes around, and there's like a ladder or something, and they can get down." So let's, let's hope that's the case. Or yeah. I don't know, someone will notice that some of these people are missing and they'll come find them. But God, nobody had a drink of water through that whole movie, so they're going to be dehydrated. <laughs> True. So hydrate or dehydrate, dog. They're going to have to send a fucking helicopter up there to. Oh yeah. yeah. But at least they have like, what is that? Two. Two million dollars a piece plus two what two and a half million dollars a piece. Mm -hmm. It'll bump you up in the next tax tax bracket for sure. <laughs> Could you imagine what the fuck would you do with two and a half million dollars? What would you do? 
what would, oh god um i would hand the the plans from the house from practical magic to a con to a contractor and say build me this house <laughs> fair that's actually really fair i would get a jeep wrangler <laughs> oh my god wow dream big <laughs> hey bitch do you know how expensive those things are i know i've been looking <laughs> they're not two and a half million dollars expensive but like you know that's, that's a start that's, that's a start where i was spending all the cars you could have any car you wanted and you'd want a jeep wrangler yeah <laughs> well i also want <laughs> Don't make fun of me. It's my dream car. <laughs> uh, I want to be a Jeep girl. And that's my whole personality. I'm dying, man. I want to be a Jeep girl. I just want to be a Jeep girl. I also want a Hyundai, but that's, that's like, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I suppose it's probably the easiest two and a half, way to make two and a half million dollars, though, right? I mean, short of the psychological damage of seeing all those dead people. Oh, speaking of, um, did you know there's a house on Haunted Hill 2 that was a straight-to-video? Yeah, and I wanted to watch it, but it's only available on Stars. Weird. Maybe we should yeah. do a Stars like trial just so we can watch it. Perhaps. I mean, it might be worth it. Let's be real, because like what I read the I read like the synopsis and it's like. Sarah's sister gets kidnapped and taken to the house to go get um, a statue of Baphomet, which is the like the source of the house's evil. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, I don't see anything deadly in there, but sure. It's probably it. <laughs> I, I feel like we got to do this. I think we have to do it for the listeners. We might have to. Perhaps. I make no promises, but perhaps. I thought that, or you can buy it on Amazon for like seventeen bucks. Fuck that! I'm sure you could rent <laughs> it for like two. Huh? I said I'm sure you could rent it for like a couple bucks. No, I couldn't find it for rent. What? We'll, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. Look into it. Um. Next time we're together in the same room, that might be a fun commentary to record. Is us watching that? Real. Yeah, that would be good. Hmm. So, any final thoughts on um, this movie? Um, don't spend the night in places that are literally called the house on Haunted Hill. <laughs> um, or go to parties there. Or party with couples that hate each other. <laughs> Especially straight people. Yeah, they're good um, point. Because you'll probably end up dead. <laughs> um, no, that feels disingenuous. There are some straight people that are okay. Um, you know, do I have any other thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. Nor do I. I think that about wraps it up. Have anything you want to plug? No. It got cut off on. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to my last episode or not, but like at the end it got cut off and I cut off. I asked um, Heather if she had anything to plug and she just told everyone to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh my God, I really want to watch Ted Lasso. I just don't know how to do it. I know. I, I have so many subscriptions to things and I'm so poor and I really don't want to get Apple plus just for one show, but I have to. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a trial I can do. Actually, I know somebody that might give me their login. <laughs> Nice. So I might do that because I really do want to watch it. One of my friends is like real obsessed with it, and I would like to be able to chat with them about it. So, mm. you know. Also, obviously, I'm gonna love it. Like, I love sports shows. I love soccer in general. So, <laughs> I know you might be shocked to hear that, but it's true. <laughs> I'm ambivalent when it comes to sports shows, but I really do like Jason Sudeikis. So. Yeah, I've heard of this is really good. So, Okay, so um, 
you can follow the podcast on social media. All of the socials you can find at the Linktree link in the description. Um, you can help the podcast with a donation. You can do one-time donation or monthly uh, donation, um, however you want to pledge. Um, <laughs> I def- des- desperately need new equipment that actually works. I bought a new microphone, and it doesn't even fucking work, and I also have to return it. Just It would just help me out a lot. Um, <laughs> if you can't donate, then help the podcast by help spreading it. Link it on your social medias and whatnot. And share it with your friends and help me get more listeners. Uh, thank you to everyone who does listen. I know I have a very small but devoted fan base and I appreciate you. Um, thank you, Julie, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And until next time, we are the Weirdos, Mr. Mr.